Hello, everyone, and welcome to Battle City Broads, our Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast, where we uh, watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Season Zero and make some other little trips <laughs> along the way. <laughs> I'm Ellie. Uh, and my name is Jenny. And we are joined once again by our guest this week. Hi, I'm Erin. Back for round two. Back for more, Yes. This episode was fun. <laughs> I like this better than the last one, that's for sure. <laughs> Interesting. I don't like it quite as much, but uh, it's still a good one. I agree with you, Jenny. Mm. I also don't like this quite as much as the last one, but it was fine. I thought that this episode was okay. It has some good moments, but we'll get we'll get into my issues with this episode later, but it has some good moments. I think I just hated the villain of the last episode so much. That I couldn't even enjoy, like, the insanity yeah. of it. He was very hateable. Whereas this one, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, before we get started, uh, let's do a little something, like, to start off the episode. One thing we've been doing is, you know, talking about, like, what have you been watching lately or what have you been reading, you know, just that kind of thing. So if you have any media recommendations, whoever wants to. I have one, sort of. Mine's really quick, so I'll just do mine. I've been continuing to watch One Piece. I'm now like 120 in, so like one-tenth of the way there. <laughs> um, <laughs> still really good. I also have been rereading a manga that I was really into when I was younger called Skip Beat, which is about this girl that's trying to be an actress. Ah. It's Yeah, it's so good. It's just as bananas as I remember. I would recommend it, though. It's very, very fun. It's like, basically, it's framed like a sports anime, but instead of sports, they're doing like acting. That's the best way to describe it. So I would recommend. That sounds but really cool. What about you guys? Did you have something, Erin? Oh, yeah. I have so much. I've been watching. Well, I'll, I'll keep it kind of short. I've been um, watching a lot of anime recently. I've been kind of a kick. But I Good. really enjoy watching vintage and retro anime. I typically yeah. don't watch anything like that has been made in the last 20 years wow <laughs> my i also have a, a vintage anime wreck so you go ahead yeah um Perfect. so i'm about to finish watching creamy mommy um <laughs> which i would not recommend because it's a little bit too simple i feel like part of the draw for vintage anime for me is that they tend to keep it a little bit more simple in terms of the wow. plot and i definitely d- spelled that wrong in google and i'm now on a watch list creamy m-a-m-i yeah Yes. rough that's rough for yeah, me sorry i i'm i i knew of it it didn't even occur to me to think about when you said that. i also didn't <laughs> i also didn't think about that she um is a magical girl one of the earlier magical girls and her thing is that um she's abducted by aliens and then she can turn into a 16 year old pop star when she's actually like 11 um and so there's okay. a lot of shenanigans with her being an aged up pop star it's a very episodic like she's getting into shenanigans in each episode and only a 10 year old would want to be a 16 year old not the typical magical girl in that she's not fighting anything she's just doing pop star stuff oh that's kind of fun sounds kind of like gem to me like adjacent. yes oh, yeah. very very similar but without the group dynamic so a single gem this is a series that um, I've never given a shot because I really like magical girl stuff, but I really like prefer to have a team dynamic. I generally mm-hmm. am not interested in magical girl stuff where there's only one magical girl. Yeah, I agree with you, which actually leads me into the next thing, which I would recommend, which is an anime called Galaxy Angel, <laughs> um, which is about five girls who work on this like space team and there's no plot. There's no lore. It's just <laughs> silly antics 
each episode is 13 minutes long and there is also an incredibly corny dub it's very endearing oh god i'm looking at the animation now too and they got those great faces where their eyes are just i love the animation it's like there's three different art styles between the five main characters. This is fascinating. I know, and the characters the characters are very dynamic as well. Like there's Forte, who is kind of like a MILF vibe, who's obsessed with guns. You says there you say there's no plot, but there's like a twelve paragraph summary of the plot <laughs> when I look on the Wikipedia page, okay. which is more than like some shonen. The first episode opens with them rescuing a bunch of cats because one of the cats is about to be assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Um and the last Last thing that I've been watching, um, I've been watching with my partner and their roommates is Higurashi. Yes. Higurashi, oh yeah, I know Higurashi. I have never seen, um, but I know is incredibly iconic and it, gory horror. Very good. It's been really fun. Um, yeah, there's a video game series too. It was a visual novel that was adapted mm-hmm. into um, an anime series and also like a manga. This is okay, Erin. You can correct me. I'm gonna attempt to summarize Higurashi based only on what I remember from when I was into <laughs> it when I was 13. Yes, and this is when everybody was into it. I yeah, I have exactly. never seen it, and I've been really enjoying it. Actually. Yeah, it's like there's um, a bunch of teens who um, live in a small town and they're friends Mm -hmm. and at first it's like kind of cute and then you start watching and then you get totally blindsided because it goes in a like very horror murdery direction Mm -hmm. very gory and very quickly everybody's dead it's like total you're like how are they gonna go for like another 20 episodes and it turns out the answer is a time loop because then it just mm-hmm. like goes back to the beginning and it's multiple time loops of these characters and it's basically like every time somebody different ends up like snapping and going crazy yeah it's based on the visual novel in that like you get f- about four episodes that are based on one route from um, the visual from mm-hmm. the game and then you know you kind of go back and replay the game and see you know what changes and how the dynamics shift in the next arc what's okay so what's the old anime you've been watching then yeah um i accidentally tripped down an internet hole where i found out this anime existed and then within like a day i had watched six episodes because i was like what the hell is this (laughs) but um i discovered an anime from the i think late 70s or early 80s i'm not sure which called Hataliro. Yes. The reason that I found out this existed is because I saw a tweet from a Twitter called Goth Character of the Day. <laughs> and they were like, in June for Pride Month, we're only posting canon LGBT goth characters. Hell yeah. And they tweeted a character and were like, this is um, Bankaran from Pataliro and he's a gay man. And I saw the image and I was like, wow, this character has a really cool aesthetic and I could tell from looking at it that it was um like an 80s series so I was immediately interested (laughs) and um so I um Pataliro is well so like the ostensible the main character is a tiny horrible brat child named Pataliro who is the prince or then the king of a small fictional nation and um pataliro constantly like makes puns and he's just like a tiny gremlin boy 
he is accompanied by the other main character, Bankaran, who is the cool goth man in question, who is, um, he's a guy who has, he wears like a black trench coat and has knee-length black hair and wears really, really intense eyeshadow. And um, he's basically like a gay James Bond archetype. I love everything about this. I love everything about this. Yeah. The art from Pataliro is also incredible. It's like really beautiful. It's really, really pretty. When he's introduced, they're like, oh, they call him the pretty boy killer because whenever he looks at a pretty boy, the boy is immediately dazzled. And um, later in the series, this escalates to being like a literal weapon. At one point, he like shoots sexy beams out of his eyes at a squadron of pretty boys. Because um, most of Pataliro is just insanity. It is an incredibly wacky series. I watched an episode that was about a vampire, um, where it was like, there's not a vampire, but then at the very, very end, um, you see Dracula walking by in the background, so vampires (laughs) are actually real. That's how every show should do a vampire reveal. Yeah, I agree. Including shows that aren't about vampires at all. And there's a lot of, like, he'll just, like, there will be a beautiful boy, and then he will stare at them, and then they'll just randomly start kissing for no reason, because because um, no one can resist his charms. He is um, an agent of MI5, by the way. <laughs> He's I, oh, yeah, MI5, that famous organization. All right, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> And um, there's a occurring like love interest character who is a beautiful boy named Mariachi, spelled like Mariachi, but without the I at the end, whom he seduces. And uh, yeah, it's crazy. Um, and it was um, apparently it was written by a straight man, question mark. But, Happy Pride. Uh, it's notable for being one of the first series to have a gay character on anime. And I don't know how they were allowed to like show men kissing in um, 1982 on Japanese TV, but I guess they were. <laughs> well, when did uh, Kaze Toki no Uta, the anime, come out? That was, I think, the mid-80s, and it was, but was isn't that an OVA, right? It was, but it was, like, a film. Yeah, Pataliro was a, a series. On, at like, 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah, it's a really, really crazy show. You never have any idea what's going to happen, and then the next episode will just, things will just happen. <laughs> and you'll just be like, oh, I guess we're doing this now. To go full circle, that is pretty much one piece as well. <laughs> delightful so yeah if you like um old shoujo i would recommend pataliro because it's it's wacky as hell i would say the one big downside is that pataliro the title character himself is really annoying (laughs) so like the episodes that focus more on him as opposed to more on the adult characters can can kind of drag yeah it's been on my to watch list forever i think you'd like it um i'll get around to it someday i know i would like it i'm like i'm confident i would really like it so um yeah that was a bunch of pretty wacky recommendations yeah Yu-Gi-Oh though yeah Yu-Gi-Oh Yu-Gi-Oh the thing this podcast is supposed to actually be about this episode was also a pretty wacky one I would say I would say relative wackiness yeah you know Yu-Gi-Oh season zero um it certainly surprises you there's always at least moderate whack Yes, this episode is episode 12. It is called A Lucky Foe Calls Out, The Invincible Legend. And um, it aired on June 20th, 1998. So we open up on footage of uh, a game show, basically. So it's a game show on TV. And then we meet the defending champion, who is also the main, this episode's like main villain. His name is Ryuichi Fuwa. And uh, he's been, like, really racking up the points 
this seems like kind of a boring game show to me. It really is. It's like truly luck based too. All they have to do is play roulette. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not watch this show, but um, everybody seems to be pretty into it later. So maybe there are other elements to it that we are not shown on screen that make it appealing. <laughs> it's just bread circuses. They just love watching people win money. I don't know. Me personally, I like to watch people work and suffer for it a bit more. That's why Price is Right is good, especially because you can tell who's like actually <laughs> purchasing stuff versus somebody who's like servant does it for them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I like game shows where you can like play along at home in sort of in your own mind or whatever. That's why Jeopardy is one of the best. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Yeah, Jeopardy's fun. Um, I enjoy Family Feud. <laughs> yes. Family Feud is good. I'd probably kill my family if we did it with them. Kua <laughs> is he just keeps winning and winning. He's like the the Ken Jennings of this game show. Uh, Ken Jennings, who was streak champion in Jeopardy. They really made a point to make his opponent look like a total schlub in this <laughs> opening scene. Yeah, they do. Guy has five o'clock shadow and horrible outfit. <laughs> He's clearly a bum they got off the street, just to emphasize more. I know. I think that, you know, you would dress up a little more. I mean, it does seem to be like local TV, as we'll see later in the episode filmed and aired in Domino City. It doesn't seem like it's a national game show. So so Fua, he wins. He's bragging. Um, he says the line, mere humans can't beat me, only <laughs> gods and aliens. Great line. <laughs> I know, it's so incredible. Yeah, I like that he's not like no one can beat me, but if you're a god or an alien. You might have a chance. I allow for the possibility. So insanely arrogant, but at least a little realistic. <laughs> and um, so then we're at school at Domino High. And the squad of main characters are chatting about the game show. Miho gets kind of excited about the concept of it. And uh, Honda tries to lecture her like, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about getting rich quick or whatever. Like as though Miho hasn't already thought about like so many of this kind of thing. Really quickly, like, at one point, he's like basically, at least in my translation, he's like, oh, people who get money too fast deserve the guillotine. And I literally just wrote down, Comrade Honda. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot believe that Honda's out here, beautification communist member. Oh. <laughs> A surprisingly good Honda moment. Amazing. That's wow. You heard it here first. It- People who are too get too rich <laughs> deserve the guillotine. We're revealed like the reasons. So Miho, she you know she wants the money because she she wants to get fancy jewelry and she has her typical Miho reasons. But then um, Jinochi he starts talking about how oh if I had that money then I could repay the gambling debts that my dad has racked up. Joey, I love you. He gives a full-on soliloquy. He has his fist up and he is just... I love him so much. He's so dramatic. And then, you know, he says that he's like being hounded by debt collectors. Then, um, in a moment that I guess is supposed to be serious, but just made me laugh because I, I my brain went to a stupid place. Anzu is like, and um, or maybe Yugi, I don't remember which one of them was talking. Jinochi, you really live like this? <laughs> and all I could think of was the meme that was like, damn bitch, you live like this? <laughs> Literally. It doesn't help that that same shot, we'll probably put a screenshot, has like Yui's eyes animated in the most lopsided way possible. <laughs> yeah. 
It's very funny. Just to really add to the emphasis, damn bitch, you really live like this. Which sadly does describe especially Joey's situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, then the teacher is like, we're getting a new transfer student uh, into our class, which you know can only go well because the last time somebody new transferred into school, it was Kaiba, so this could only end well. It turns out, of course, that this transfer student is Fuwa uh, <laughs> from the game show, and he walks in and just starts being a real bitch immediately. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm going to sit at that desk. And the teacher's like, um, actually, I, I assign your seats because I'm the teacher. Well, and also really quickly, the teacher is Mrs. Chono from the puzzle episode. Yeah, not not right away. We see Mrs. Miss Chono later. Actually, this this is like their regular homeroom teacher who we've seen before, who's just like a oh okay. Man. No, I'm pretty sure. Oh, maybe no, it is. Okay, yeah. I, I yeah, I'm positive. I have a screen cap. Oh damn it! You always have the receipts. I do. I I do. But um, yeah. So the teacher is like. I decide where you sit, and then um, Fuwa's like, oh, well, what if we decide it by a game? And um, <laughs> there's a reaction shot of Yugi, who's presumably thinking, uh, a fellow gamer. Gamer. <laughs> <laughs> this did not work out for you well with Kaiba last time. Come on, dude. <laughs> gamers are not automatic allies. There's no class solidarity among gamers. Listen, I can't fault him for having hope in gamers. That's <laughs> true. That's true. He should just, like, nestle up with his existing gamers, though. But I digress. So, him and the teacher do, like, a coin toss thing. Fua wins, and then he sits down at his desk. And then we, we see him later in the day, like, because he's, you know, locally famous, because he's been on TV for winning all that stuff on the game show, everybody keeps coming up to him, and they have questions for him. And so, uh, here are some... FAQs. If you're famous, do you meet a lot of actors? Yeah, but all actors are stupid. True. <laughs> he does say this. How much money have you won over time? I don't know because immediately as soon as I make the money, I spend it right away. <laughs> and how did you get so uh, lucky and so good at ga- games? And he says, uh, I was just born this way. Strong people are just born strong, like lions or something like what that. What a smarmy little social Darwinist. Is this the scene, I could be misremembering, is this the scene where Miho runs up and she's like, uh, hi, I'm a Virgo and also AB blood type, <laughs> like immediately trying to hit on him? Yeah, that's a little later, but yeah. Going straight for astrology and blood type, respect the hustle. <laughs> I... I will also note that when that did happen, I misread the subs as her saying, hi, I'm a virgin. And I was like, that is a way to introduce yourself, girl. (laughs) Going very intense straight out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's in a little bit, but yeah, basically that's that's the vibe. Anzu says um, he makes you want to punch the back of his head, which I screamed yes. because I I thought it was very specific and descriptive. I love Anzu. <laughs> Anzu's back in her. She's back in my good graces after a slight lapse last episode. I've started to really mm-hmm. notice how often in this Anzu is like being snarky in the background about while well, everyone else's nonsense is. It's so good. And I really appreciate that about her her character. Yeah, this is when we see Miss Chono, which is kind of oh, okay. cool. Um, there's there it's like they're having a pop quiz or something, and we see the teacher, and it is it's Miss Chono from the puzzle jigsaw puzzle episode. They're gonna have a pop quiz, and everybody's like, oh shoot, like we didn't have time to study. 
Pua is kind of leans over to Yugi and is like, you should study this bit of the textbook. And Yugi's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I guess decides to just, sure, why not? Trust a fellow gamer. Yeah, exactly. He's trusting in a fellow gamer. When they're actually doing the test, Yugi's like, oh my god, he was actually right. He managed to hit on the right thing that was what I needed to study. But despite that, Fua turns in a blank test to Miss Chono, and she's like, why is it blank? And he's like, because I don't care about grades. I have better things to do, and just walks away. This boy is, he's just a lot. <laughs> if he wasn't so smarmy, I would really like him. The stuff he says is very funny, but like, he's like indescribably smug. He's insufferable. <laughs> And yes. bratty about everything. It's like smug at a new level. It's not smug in a fun way. It's smug in like a very annoying way. <laughs> Wait, like when you were saying the stuff he said, I was like, that's objectively really funny. But while he was saying it, I was like, shut up, shut up. I hate you. Shut up. <laughs> the tone was just a little bit off from fun villain that you could like really enjoy. I think they could have tweaked it just a little bit to have him be less smarmy. <laughs> I will say that we might be a little bit biased because he's not drawn in a way that's super cute. Like, he doesn't have a very cute character design. That's true, yeah. And second of all, the subs that we had gave him a very thick southern accent. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if it would be southern, but just like kind of a very casual accent. Like, every time he says you, it's like, yeah, Y-A. Y'all. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on there in terms of the grammar or, like, the dialect of the original Japanese, but I would assume that he maybe just, like, speaks in a super casual way or something like that. I don't know. I bet it's just very disrespectful. Yeah, I don't know enough about Japanese dialect. It's either that or it's that he has an accent. This is, I think this is when the the squad of friends go out hanging out with Fua after school. This is when we just get to see this really hammering in how incredibly lucky this guy is. Can I just say that in my notes, I've written down first 20 minutes of episode. This guy is very lucky and also huge asshole times 15. Yep. (laughs) Over and over and over. They're just really, yeah. So he takes them to a Chinese restaurant. And then when they walk in, it turns out that they're the 10,000th customers. They get it all for free. There's like a um, random game thing that you can do. And he's like, Yugi, why don't we make a bet? And let's see which one of us can get a better prize. And if you lose, the loser has to do one thing that the winner says, no matter what it is. And so Yugi says yes to this, despite the fact that he's already seen that this person has, like, freakishly good luck. Sure. I don't know why he agreed to this. It's because if Yugi's willing to go to two, not one, but two suspicious warehouses, and also, like, hang out with this 35-year-old lollipop-sucking pervert. I think he's just like, yeah, I'm up for anything. (laughs) Like, at all times. (laughs) He's weak. To gamers, that's the thing. He can't help but trust fellow gamer, like in anything. That's his his problem. Fatal flaw. Yeah, exactly. This is is his fatal flaw is that he trusts gamers too much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely true. Unfortunately, <laughs> obviously Yugi loses that bet, and Fua is like, "Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, extract some kind of promise for you." Um, at this point, oh, and um, we didn't mention it, but obviously Honda um hates Fua because Miho is into him. You know how this goes. <laughs> like, I shouldn't even have to say Miho is in love with every boy she meets except for Honda and Honda just can't take that sadly true well except for yeah except for like the main characters anybody who's rich 
Any new boy. Yeah, and any rich boy. Any new rich boy. I think she wants him to be handsome, too. Because where she was probably rich. She's got some standards. Uh, rich, handsome, and compatible uh, with her being a Virgo. That's true. Yeah, the astrology, their, their signs have to match up, for sure. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so there's this, they, we're basically, um, Genoji's, like, staring really intensely, and Honda's, like, is he gonna attack him and beat him up? I hope he does, just thinking that, but no, actually, Genoji kowtows on the ground and is like, please take me on as your apprentice and teach me how to be <laughs> your lucky. luck apprentice, yeah, so Yeah, good. this episode has, like, a really weird conception of luck <laughs> as like yeah a measurable thing that you can just have or like a skill you can develop too yeah that's what joey thinks but fua seems to think that it's this is not a nature versus nurture debate it is simply in your nature to be lucky or not yeah that's true to like a ridiculous extent too that's the crazy thing yeah that's his belief. He's reliably, like, extremely lucky. Consistently. Every single thing I do, I'm lucky. May I just note that this is also the plot of Galaxy Angel. <laughs> <laughs> the main character. Well, I, I guess they're all kind of main characters, but she's, like, the one who's introduced. And her whole thing is that she's lucky and every single thing she does goes perfectly. Oh, that's awesome, actually. She And she's really cute. I genuinely, like, there's a couple comics characters that have luck-based powers, and I've always really liked them. Yeah, I think this concept is, of, like, being incredibly lucky, is an interesting concept, but the way that it's just treated here is almost like magical realism-y, where it's too, too far of an extent, where it annoyed me because it was like, okay, we get it, and also this yeah. doesn't make sense. I was just gonna say, and they never explain it. It's just like, yeah, he's lucky. Yeah, he just has this magic power of being incredibly lucky. Um, anyways, then um, Fua is crossing the street, and there are some <laughs> random small children who are like, wow, I know that guy from TV. Hey, I want your autograph. And so these kids try to follow him across a crosswalk, but um, they almost get run over by a car. <laughs> I screamed. It's a semi-truck. <laughs> they almost get by a semi-truck. I literally screamed. I think it would have been fun if they got run over. <laughs> Just for kicks. And, um, but then at the last minute, they get out of the way, and then um, they're like, help! And they're like lying on the ground, like reaching up, and he doesn't even, it's not even that he doesn't help them, it's that he literally goes in to help them and then pulls his hand away at the last minute and is like, no, I will not touch your hand, you peasant child. Well, he's explicitly like, what if you spread your bad luck to me? Which I'm like, oh, it's genetic yeah. now? <laughs> uh, it's contagious. It's not, yeah, it's no longer genetic. Now it's something that you can catch like a disease. Yeah. And Dinochi is running behind and he, he helps up the kids because he's a good boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. That guy, that guy sucks. I don't want to be his apprentice anymore. <laughs> yeah, that guy sucks. So then um, a limo pulls up. Fua is, by the driver of the limo, is asked to get inside and told that uh, uh, Kaiba-sama is waiting for you. So this is where we find out that Fua is one of the other four game masters whom Kaiba has collected. Probably the most boring game master. Yeah, I think he is more boring than the previous one, but obviously I don't know who the other two are. Guys, can I add a fun interjection? Absolutely, always. When he meets with Kaiba, I said to my partner, wow, Kaiba looks like such a little businessman sitting behind this desk. And my partner was like, Aaron, Kaiba's the president of a company. And I was like, what? <laughs> Are 
you kidding me? They let him lead a company? He is a little <laughs> businessman. Wait, okay. What do you think his company does? And they sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards? I don't know. <laughs> okay, no, I'll be very vague. His company now do, does something different than when he acquired it. What do you think his company did when he got it? Oh, that's a really good question. I want to say that it was like, here's my like not funny guess. I want to say that it was like a publishing company that dealt a lot in paper. And so now they have all this paper. And so now they're he's going to start printing cards on it. <laughs> oh, what if it was a greeting card company? I think it was a greeting card company. That's pretty good. What it, does it help if I tell you that he his that his company does not make the cards? <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what his company would do if it's not making the cards. <laughs> We're going to have to cut this out because spoilers. No. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm glad that I know. Little businessman. <laughs> I know. You just love when I don't know anything about anything. It's like when we watch Twilight and you're like on the edge of your seat, like waiting <laughs> for me to find things out. <laughs> it was so delightful. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, so um, this is this scene, Fuwa is like, okay, I transferred to Domino High like you asked, so then like, what's the big deal about this Yugi guy? Like, why do you want me to beat him in a game? And Kaiba's like, well, you haven't not yet seen his true form. He has like a secret dark side. At this point in the, the episode, I was like screaming because I was like, what? <laughs> because Fuwa walks over to a wall and opens up a glass safe by immediately correctly guessing the passcode for the passcode. He opens up a glass safe on the wall in which is mounted a loaded gun, which Fua pulls down from the wall and immediately is like, five of the chambers of the gun are loaded and one of them isn't. And like, Russian roulette shoots himself in the head and is like, see, it was the one that wasn't loaded. I I'm so lucky. Why? Why did this happen? He, he very clearly is like, this is toy gun. Oh yeah, he says it's a model gun. Like it wouldn't kill me, but it would really, really hurt. <laughs> yeah. I just, I mean, I can't believe that they that they showed this. Yeah, on a kids show. Yeah. Yeah, this would not surprise me in the manga. This would not have surprised me in the manga, but it definitely surprised me in this anime. To be fair, like, nobody has guns in Japan. There's no way that that, it, like, really could have authentically been aired on kids TV in America because there's so much of a risk of literally an American child just picking up their parents' gun and being like, that looks cool. That's true. Yeah, you have to be even more careful. It makes sense. I guess is not quite as much of a concern in Japan where so few people have guns. There are so many restrictions on guns and they also must be stored, like, double locked. Yeah. That makes sense. I never really thought about that way, but you're right. But basically, Kaiba's like, yeah, I want you to defeat Yugi. And then um, Fua is like, okay, can you arrange for him to go on the game show? And Kaiba's like, of course, my company sponsors the game show. Of course. And then um, there's like a weirdly long shot of some espresso coffee in a mug. The animators were like, I just really want to draw like some coffee on a plate. Can I note that the animation quality in this episode is markedly lower than the previous episode? Absolutely true, sadly. Very clear that this is a different team or that this was rushed. Yeah. Like, that explains the eyes. I don't think I even, like, really noticed because I was just so dazed by, like, everything that was happening. <laughs> Both this episode and last episode are 
wild. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Now that I think about it, you're right. But I didn't really think about it while I was watching at all. That's why Yugi's eyes are so crooked. <laughs> yeah. So apparently the, the squad have like an ongoing coffee hang because they're like, why is Yugi late? Oh, he said he wouldn't be here today, which I think is very cute. They miss him. But yeah, they miss him. <laughs> he, and then somebody's like, oh yeah, well, he, he mentioned that he was going to like meet up with Fua to play some kind of game. Um, Cut to Yugi being beamed in the face with a pool ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny and also so terrible. Oh, it's just every time Yugi gets beat up, sadly. Fua sitting in a pool table and just like smacking pool balls directly at Yugi's head. And that's the game, right? He's like, we should hurt each other with pool balls. Yeah, that's the game. Yeah, and Yugi says, this isn't a game, which <laughs> it's, it is though. But it like, just sucks. It does suck though. In his gamer heart, he's like, a game shouldn't hurt people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, tell that to your other self. I feel like you're allowed <laughs> to say that. My my dude. He just doesn't know. He just blacks out. Yeah, he yeah. blacks out. Also, he never strikes first, I will say. Give him credit where credit's due. So fortunately, his friends bust in to um, attempt to save the day. They seem to be very ineffective because um, Jinochi tries to vault over the pool table and punch Fua, but breaks a hole in the pool table green stuff. It was good luck is bad luck for everybody else. Which is not how a pool table works, by the way. Like, you can't just pierce through it. For a minute, the animation was so weird that I thought it was water, and I was like, did the pool table, was it actually water? And this guy was so lucky that he was playing pool on water. Like, for a minute, I was, and then I was like, oh no, it just broke. Literally Jesus, but instead of being on water, you can play pool on water or something. <laughs> so lucky to defy the rules of physics. Yeah, and then uh, Honda picks up a broom that was there for some reason because, God forbid, we do anything with Honda. It's not immediately reminding you that his thing is cleaning. I'm the beautification member. I'll show you. And I'm like, bro, oh. <laughs> but he manages to um smack a light fixture off of the ceiling, which falls on his head. And um basically, there's an amazing shot of all of them standing around just having been destroyed. <laughs> and then <laughs> just sort of cuts to everybody back at uh, Yugi's game shop and he is like all beat up and um, Miho and Anzu are helping patch up his bruises and um, so Yugi has received a letter to his house that is inviting him to appear on this game show and Jinochi's like do you want to do it and basically he asks can we switch places because Joey wants to be the one who goes on the game show and wins all the money Where's dad so they do that, and so then we see the game show being filmed, and uh, although the announcer still says, our challenger is Yugi Moto, so I think, so I guess they just I'm Yugi. Put Joey in instead of didn't, yeah, explain or whatever. We gotta imagine if he had to show his ID. <laughs> Joey gets on and he's like, yeah, I'm Yugi. And then he just shows this ID of this kid with hand-shaped hair. And he's like, yeah, I just got a haircut. It's fine. I changed my style. I grew technically plausible it says here it says here that you're only three foot five (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh puberty (laughs) yeah um so the game is electronic concentration where it's like a you know concentration it's that matchmaking game where you need to turn over two cards and then if they match they're taken off the board and if not you can like turn over the others you have to remember which is like oh well everybody knows how concentration works um Mm -hmm. the twist of this one is that um 
that one of the cards is the Joker. If you draw the Joker, you have to give all of your cards up to your opponent. So the idea is you trade, the two people will trade off naming um, card pairs. And then if you, uh, the, if you get um, a match, then you get to go again. And if not, then it goes to the next person. Oh, and also if you, or when your opponent gets a correct match, you get zapped by an electrical shock because... <laughs> entertainment i guess it's not just like a little shock they're like getting full-on tase full body baby japanese game shows just be like that just tasing children on live tv for my, i i would be willing to be tased if i had if i would have to be guaranteed money though not like just a chance to get money it was like a thousand dollars are you sure that you would get tased like 10 times for a thousand dollars you're right it would have to be ten thousand <laughs> a thousand per tase i mean i've never been tased so i don't know how much money i would want to be paid i know i know somebody who's been tased i went to um the citizens police academy in the town that we went to college with and um i went because i wanted to suss out like exactly how bad the local police department was don't get me wrong i am not pro police here um <laughs> but my i went with my roommate and they would the police officers would officers would give you this opportunity that's like if you want to get tased or pepper sprayed to feel to see what it feels like we'll do that for you and so they literally had one day of the police academy where you showed up and just everybody got tased i was like no thank you please um however (laughs) my roommate was like oh i'll do it she still has a scar from it and it was just like a hand taser most people piss themselves too that did not happen when i was there but it also to be fair it was just the hand taser it wasn't the taser with the darts um but yeah they tased everybody that wanted to get tased in the leg and she still has two dots on her thigh as a scar from it wow yeah for my interpretation of like tasing is like you're either gonna totally fall unconscious or piss yourself or you better hope you're like hopped up on so much cocaine that you could fight god (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. but anyway unfortunately joey has not had cocaine so the the shocks really (laughs) so it's really really doing a number on him yeah (laughs) definitely like a significant zap because at first he's like oof basically but then when he gets zapped six times or so because um Fula keeps picking the correct card so he keeps getting to go again so Janonchi just gets zapped like over and over and over and over and then at the end after like six zaps he passes out so that's I guess it's however strong it needs to be for a tough delinquent 15 year old to get zapped uh six times and be okay until the sixth time and then pass out so um you know whatever somebody do the science on how how many volts that would be that's how much it is i guess so uh Genoji's defeated and um then we see the green room i guess of the game show and um Genoji's friends are like tending to him and Fuwa comes in and he's like Yugi damn it if you had played the game with me like you were supposed to instead of switching then it wouldn't have ended up like this and then he literally just starts kicking Yugi <laughs> let's beat him up then we got a two beat up for Yugi this he's been beat up twice this episode can't win at all finally we get our yami transformation although what i wrote in my notes is a bullet point is i think i was intending to write finally yami is here but it just says finally yami is and then i didn't finish the sentence oh i also want to say i don't know if this is the first time but yami's wearing like their school jacket like a cape 
that's literally my next bullet is, is this the first time we've seen Yami wear his school jacket like a cape? I think so. And it looks great. I think it is. But this is very much his most iconic look, I think. Yes. Um, Yami's like, um, well, then let's let's have a rematch. This game is the same concentration game, but uh, this time the shock will be stronger, which I guess he just added in for the funsies. And um, <laughs> we will take turns, even if you get the correct card, so you don't get to go on a streak. And also, it's a shadow game. <laughs> <laughs> What happens is, Fuga goes, he gets a match, and then Yami, he calls cards I and F, and they turn over and they're not a match, and then on his next turn, he calls the same cards again. So he just, like, keeps calling the same cards, and is really confused as to why. On, like, the third or fourth zap, the lights in the building go out for a second and they're like oh all of those you know electrical saps they must have blown out the beaker the or the breakers in the building and then the backup generator turns on and the lights are back and the board is back wait can i ask a question when yami is playing a game isn't he kind of like transporting them to a different world or are they still in the same world good question um, so in some of the shadow games, this is more like how do shadow games work stuff where it's not totally defined. In some of the shadow games that we've seen, it seems like there are sort of illusory realms yeah. like coming up around them. But in this one, I believe they are just using the same I, I think because you can be doing a shadow game and not be in like a nightmare realm because we've definitely seen that happen. All right. Before. I was just curious because I, for some reason, had it in my head that Yami Yugi only existed inside Yugi's mind. So whenever they played a game, he was like teleporting people inside his brain for like some sort of psychic game. No. It's definitely not. It's never in somebody's brain. There's like a concept too that gets bigger in Duel Monsters called the Shadow Realm too, where it's implied some of the shadow games take place. I thought that that was just Yami Yugi's brain <laughs> yet again. That that is it is just the Shadow Realm. No, the, the Shadow Realm is a whole thing because it's almost entirely a dub invention. Yeah. It's kind of like Egyptian card game hell that they go sometimes okay. yeah there are some brief allusions to the idea of an infinite realm of shadows in the like japanese version in the manga but for the most part the purpose of the shadow realm is really blown up in the english dove and a lot of the purpose of it is that they just say someone will get sent to the shadow realm so that they don't have to say that someone will die because you're not allowed to say that people die on <laughs> That explains a lot. Thank you. <laughs> to answer, to actually answer your question, Aaron, he sometimes the shadow games involve illusions, but they don't actually go to different a different dimension. Okay, all right. Where am I at? The board has been reset or whatever, and Fua he gets a he goes through a match. The first letter he says it matches the number of one of the ones that Yami kept picking before. Um, incidentally, that was the letter F. So <laughs> press F to pay respect. <laughs> F's in the chat. <laughs> yeah, F in the 
chat because um, he does, in fact, lose because when he turns tries to turn over the F, he gets the Joker instead. And then they're like, oh, when the power went out, the um, cards got like reshuffled, which, okay, I guess that was the solution. Like, I didn't think that that was a part of the rules, but whatever, I'll roll with it. This is Yami's lamest win. I'm not going to lie. This is like his lamest win. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a bad one. Which I guess my only thing to defend it is that I can say it's kind of like a luck thing. So I think the whole, we've discussed before, the shadow games are very like hubris of the one against playing it. And in this case, the hubris mm-hmm. would be, he was so assuming that luck would always be on his side that it was like, you get a taste of your own medicine where it's this time somebody else is lucky randomly, but still kind of weak. Yeah, I'll tell you what I thought it was going to be. I thought the point of Yami constantly flipping over the same card was he was going to get Pua into a position mathematically, like force him into a position where he like only had one card that he could turn over and that he hadn't turned over before and then it would be the joker because he like wasn't keeping track of which cards had been turned Mm -hmm. over or something like that that would have been better honestly but this breaks his lucky streak Mm -hmm. yeah so i guess yami's shadow magic stole his luck (laughs) (laughs) because the next thing we see is him getting beat on the game show basically it's actually a pretty fitting punishment for this guy some of the things he can do yami can do are like so out there and others seem so normal taking all of someone's luck away is very different than putting somebody in an egg (laughs) what's worse though i don't know and he's killed people he also turned that one guy into a watch so i think he more gave him intense schizophrenia that made him think he was a watch (laughs) okay all right all of his powers are illusions basically do you think it was an illusion that he was in an egg Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. It's unclear, but I think the implication. That's the thing that I'm unclear on because, well, I will say that in the manga version, it is very, very clearly that a hallucination that he is in, that that person is in an egg. But um, it's certainly muddled in the anime because there was already a giant egg there. The fact that there is a giant egg nearby is, yeah little confusing which is not present in the manga (laughs) okay but i digress yeah so um that's that's the end of the episode basically there's that's pretty much it i we don't have any sort of manga anything to talk about because this wasn't based on any chapters of the manga the general episode i like i thought i had a bunch of like fun moments my problem is i thought the game was really lame yeah and um fua sucks he does suck. But sometimes he sucks in a fun way. Well, that's the problem is I was hoping for a more dramatic game because I wanted more of like a consequence for yes. his actions. Like I wanted him to suffer a bit more. I, I almost want to say that they, I feel like they almost like wasted the concept of a game show on this because absolutely don't worry there are actually two future episodes that deal with game shows so they'll be they'll be back Ooh, exciting i'm excited for that episode where yugi takes on ken jennings <laughs> uh yugi traps ken jennings in a jeopardy tile <laughs> yeah because i was gonna say that um that's something that i don't think was ever done in the manga i don't think they ever did like a game show story and um, I think there's a lot of potential there. I don't know. I'm just now. I, my problem is now. I'm just thinking about what if the Yugi and his friends were on Family Feud? <laughs> oh my god! It would be so much fun. 
but there are a lot of different game shows and like game show concepts that you could have tweaked stuff that you could have done with like the game show episode of Yu-Gi-Oh when we're doing game of the week that they didn't do and so that's a bit of a bummer to me I would love some sort of like distorted shadow crowd cheering bloodshed that's a little grim but I just think that'd be cool Yugi and Joey Yugi and Joey versus Kaiba and his brother on um, Legends of the Hidden Temple. <laughs> Dude, Yugi, that would be so good, honestly, if there was like a duel and duel monsters. Mokuba doesn't really duel. Actually, he never duels, but uh, that'd be fun. <laughs> All right. Aaron, I would like to try, uh, I think we can squeeze a little bit of time. Aaron, I would really like to try out our game on you. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar with the concept. Our shipping game, um, we called it Shipper on Deck because deck, <laughs> like a deck of cards. And also deck like a ship. Yeah, Shipper on Deck is the name it's of- It's a TV trope. Yeah, it's a TV trope for when somebody like within a story wants- two other characters to get together yeah ah, i see yes so um Yu-Gi-Oh ship names are named in a very um eccentric way <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm familiar they just kind of pick a thing usually there's like some relevance to something but not always <laughs> with reference to our beloved friends the uh, official Yu-Gi-Oh dual monster shipping list tumblr page <laughs> Wow. We will randomize a ship, and then based on the name of the ship, you'll have to guess which characters it is. Okay, will it be characters I know? Yeah, yeah. Yes, so I have um, stacked the deck to not include any characters that are from episodes that come, like, after uh, the point where we're at. Are there side characters, too? There might be side characters here and there. Okay, all right, okay. There are some ship names that include, like, characters who are only in one episode, but for the most part, in order to have a ship name coined, it requires that there actually be content for the ship. Yeah, of course. You have to submit to the Tumblr. The process is you have to submit proof of shipping, so you have to, like, be able to show a piece of fan fiction or fan art or something that somebody made where these characters are shipped together in order for the name to be coined. So you can't just make up random names for random things that don't exist. Okay. All right. I will try my best and I will probably fail, but that's okay. Part of fun. So we'll roll the random generator and we'll see. And I think this could be interesting because um, we might get something. And of course, Jenny is being asked to guess, but we might get common ship that uh, Jenny knows. But that I will, I will be quiet if it's, uh, if it's something I already know. I only know one. I know about puppy shipping. I'll just tell you up front. <laughs> okay. So, okay, this one's going to be hard for you because the thing that they're named after is something that has not happened yet in the show. Oh, no. This might be one where we're testing Jenny's knowledge. Do you know what revolution shipping is? I do know this one. I actually already knew this one. I'm going to try to think about two characters who I wish could start a revolution together. <laughs> I just happen to know this one from fanfiction. And Aaron, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention, the other part of the game is that you can get two hints, and the first hint is the category, which is, you know, male, male, female, female, male, female, the, mm-hmm. the genders of the characters. 
And um, the second hint is the description from the Yu-Gi-Oh! shipping list Tumblr of why the ship is called that. I don't want hints. I want to go in cold. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. Um, okay, two characters that I think could start a revolution together. Um, I Literally, I have to include Kaiba in this because he is actively the president of a company. <laughs> if anybody holds a lot of power in the series, it 100% is Kaiba. The other character that I'm going to include, and I, I'm going to say up front that I don't think that this ship would work, is Anzu. <laughs> because I want to see Anzu. Anzu, out of everybody, has the power. That's true. To move people and to get shit started. That's a pretty good guess. I'll reveal that you're half right. Yeah, you're half right. One of the characters okay. is Anzu. <laughs> okay, hey! Do you want to give, like, one more guess as to who the other person would be before we... I mean, I want it to be Miho, because who run the world? Girls. Revolutionary girl, Miho. <laughs> Sadly, we did already have um, Anzu Miho oh. all the previous time we played this game. And it, it is called coin shipping for no reason. They, they were literally oh, it's like... because Miho puts coins into the Kapumon Gashapon. <laughs> and Anzu is kind of there, I guess. Yeah, and Anzu, Anzu just supports her girlfriend's compliment addiction. <laughs> good for good for her. Yeah. Anyway, reveal for me. If not Kaiba, then who? Revolution shipping is uh, Yami, Yugi, and Anzu. So the right sort of pattern with somebody who's very strong. Yeah. See, I here's the thing: is if I really was gonna guess, it would be Kaiba and Yugi. However, I n know that that is not their ship name. I don't know what their ship name is, but I know it's not that. Yeah. Let's do one more. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> okay. This is um again. This is one where where I know that Jenny knows this, and I guess Aaron. I want to see whether or not Aaron can guess it. This is another common ship. Aaron, do you know what pride shipping is? That is uh. That is Yugi and Kaiba. Um, no, that's sort of. Who is that? No, that's um, Joey and Yugi, or is it Yami Yugi and Kaiba? That's it. Yeah, it's Yami and Kaiba. <laughs> At least top <laughs> shit. See, I don't get why Yami Yugi and Yugi get to be separate uh, okay. because they're different people. They they have very different personalities later in Duel Monsters, especially like they're they're separate people. They're absolutely separate people. Like Yami, we won't tell you what it is. Yami like has an actual name that you find out. Like he's a guy. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> guy, yes. Okay, but do do something else then. Okay, yeah, that's that's a test. That's my favorite uh, my favorite ship. So I thought it would be interesting to see whether or not you you knew what it was. Do you know what? Azure shipping is. I don't know this one. Okay, Azure shipping. That is characters who are blue. <laughs> so my guess is Honda and Joey. I think it's probably one of them's Kaiba because blue eyes are dragon. Oh. Okay. Well, if we're going with that, then it's Kaiba and Miho because Miho is randomly picking up the blue eyes white dragon at some point by sheer luck and luck alone. She has no interest in having it. She just found it on the sidewalk. I would love that. Seto and Miho is my best guess. My guess is still Joey and Hunt. Do you want one of the hints? What's the category? Male, female. Mm hmm. I guess Seto Miho. I think that's our best bet. Joey Miho. They're both blue. Uh, Joey has blue eyes. I think no, he doesn't. 
No, but he has blue school uniform. Well, they all have blue school. No, not <laughs> not everybody. Okay, Jenny is guessing Seto and Miho. Aaron, are you going to put in a different guess? I'm going to put in my guess of Joey and Miho. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, both of you are incorrect, oh. although Jenny was closer. It is Seto and Anzu. Huh, what about Anzu? Wait, wasn't that the last one? No, that Anzu and y- Yami Yugi. You wanted it to be Seto. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah, right, Revolution right. Shipping was the one that you wanted to be. <laughs> this. Okay, well, I had just uh, convinced myself that that was reality. <laughs> In a better world, maybe it would be. And it is named because uh, both characters have blue eyes. Does Anzu have blue eyes? Anzu does not have blue eyes in season zero. <laughs> she doesn't duel monsters. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> it was rigged from the start. It was rigged from the start. I'm pretty sure Kaiba also does not have blue eyes in season zero. Yeah, he also doesn't. I think you're right. I think he does have, I think he has green hair, brown eyes. Yeah, but in the manga coloring, those are their like canon eye colors. And in like most other animation, he does. That's so funny. Well, thank you for playing. Erin, you get a little peek into what Yu-Gi-Oh! ships are like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I get a little peek into Yu-Gi-Oh! every time I watch a new episode. Thank you so much for recording with us. Oh yeah, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun. I was really excited to do this. Whenever you want to have me back, just hit me up. If you're going to be doing something particularly silly. There are some very good mm-hmm. early Duel Monsters episodes that I think you would enjoy. I think Erin would love Pegasus. <laughs> oh yes, Absolutely. When I first started watching Yu-Gi-Oh, I put out an ask to literally all of my friends. Because as I said in the last episode, all of my friends are into Yu-Gi-Oh. I'm like the only one who isn't. So I put Mm -hmm. out this ask that was like, I've never seen Yu-Gi-Oh and I don't know any of the characters. Can you please tell me what characters you think I will like? The top two picks I got were Pegasus and Joey. (laughs) Those were not... Yeah, that's taste. They know you really well. Your friends know you very well. You'll love Pegasus. Yeah, bring me back for Pegasus. I'll be here for it. I want to know what all the fuss is about. I'm going to keep watching season zero, so I'll try to catch up. Yeah, yeah. Feel free to send us any of your reactions, too. Even if you can't record, we'd love to share them with the world. Oh, yeah. So, um, yes, let's just finish up. And um, let's just, Erin, if you could one more time tell people where they can find you and then we'll uh, close out the episode. Yeah, gladly. Um, so you can find my my personal Twitter at Erin Worm Moon. And I also co-host a podcast called Gays Gays, G-A-Y-S-G-A-Z-E, with my friend, also named Erin, um, in which we review and discuss media that is by, for, or about women who love women. So if you're interested in content about ladies who love ladies and other things, check us out. Yeah, and we're doing an upcoming episode on a manga called Our Teachers Are Dating, too. So if you're looking for another manga related... Oh, I I haven't read that one yet. I should read that before you guys. Yes, it's about two teachers (laughs) who are dating, as you could infer by the title. Wow. (laughs) Okay. All right. Good night. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Battle City Broads. If you have any comments, you can contact us at Battle City Broad on Twitter without the S or by emailing us at battlecitybroads at gmail.com.